Hello? Hello? There you are. Uh, okay, good. You can hear me now. Yes. Why? Were you there before? Yeah. Of course. I was saying if you asking if you could hear me. Obviously not. <laughs> yeah, stupid cat decided it wants to go play where it puked. Or lay down there. And I'm like, I just sprayed it with chemicals. You can't lay there. Of course he does. Dumb cat. I had a clean-up cat puke yesterday. Ugh. I was house-sitting again. So much fun. Yeah. So you have work last night? Yep. And they took forever to finally understand what I told them in the first couple of lines. Of course. You have no idea how many people do not like being told that they can't buy from the U.S. site. Many? Oh, yeah. I had to send someone over to a manager because they're like, I won't stand for this. Give me a manager. I want something that's out of stock. You can't buy an item that's out of stock because it's not in stock. Just give it to me. No, we can't do that. Sure, I'll send it to you. Yes? Well, I mean, it's not here, but I'll magically send it to you. Let me just, you know, snap my fingers and create the item for you. Freaking gamers. Physically, there is none of this. Yeah. Out of stock doesn't mean we're bored. It means no existo. I've actually had people ask me, what does out of stock mean? Yeah, you vague. Mm. Yeah, I had work last night, too. My last night, though. Good. Now I get to cry. Because there's one less person knowing my pain. (laughs) So you got the next couple of days off until you go down? Yep. I'm jealous. <laughs> well, I'm not really going to be off much. It's not like I'm going to be lounging around all day. It's cleaning stuff and packing stuff and arranging is, stuff and running around and getting you know, boxes and things. Which is more fun than doing what I do, so I'm still jealous. Yeah, true. It's always more fun when it's not what you're doing. Yeah. Hold on a second. All right. I'm just getting over a cold or light flu or something because it's hit me. Like, actually, I felt it hitting me as I was talking to you last week. I was getting more congested, and I spent all week just feeling miserable. Ugh, that sucks. Somehow I managed to escape that, and it's going around, so I know I'm going to get hit with it. So, yeah, so Christmas Eve, my Christmas Eve was spent laying on the couch with NyQuil. Watching uh, the Bill Murray Christmas special. How was that? Not bad. Was it funny or was it more uh, just music? Well, I mean, when it wasn't music, it was amusing. But yeah, there was the music part because it was him doing like a old style music special, you know, where they do Bing oh, Crosby. Oh, the Bing and, Crosby type. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, with a little storyline in between of him trying to do a trying to do a Christmas special, but apparently there being a huge blizzard, so no one's there. And yet everyone shows up, right? Well, not really. Uh-oh. I mean, he does get Miley Cyrus and George Clooney, but I think that's in a dr- that's only in a dream. And he gets Chris Rock by kidnapping him. It was pretty entertaining, that part. So, I was amused. Then again, it could have been the NyQuil. I don't know. Yeah, the only Christmas special I watched was the Charlie Brown Christmas. And then I watched... Uh, the first three episodes of Alias, or Jessica Jones, whatever you want to call it. 
Yeah, we had to call it Jessica Jones because Alias is a different show. Yeah. How are you liking it? It was entertaining. Gets better. I thought the first like three or four were actually kind of slow, but I, I understand they're you know building it up and all that. Yeah, I expected that. Yeah. I'm just a little annoyed by what I heard about them possibly not doing Iron Fist. Oh, I didn't hear that they might not do it. They're apparently having issues trying to figure out how to work this in into the Marvel Universe because it's all mystical. They're and I'm doing... sitting thinking, aren't they doing a Doctor Strange movie? Yes, they are. Shouldn't you go talk to that guy then? Whoever's doing that? Or you don't have to be with something too mystical. Go more Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah. Because they don't... New York. They don't do mystic mysticism in Ultimate Spider-Man. So it can clearly be done. Hey, as long as we get Spider-Man 2099 and Moon Knight, I'm all right. That'd be cool. Yeah. Right now I'm just dealing with whatever comes next. I think that's going to be uh, Luke Cage. Yeah. And it'll be Daredevil Season 2. Oh, and because of being sick, I did not get to go to the movies last week. Oh, so you didn't see uh, Star Wars? Not yet. Uh, Plans are tomorrow. Yeah, one one of my friends saw it. He said he said it was actually pretty good. For the most part, that's what I've heard about it. It's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, like for a movie, but kind of iffy for a Star Wars type of thing, you know. Well, I but mean, he said if you just watch it for a movie purpose, it's pretty good. Yeah, well, I mean, I've heard a few people say, "Well, it's okay," but it wasn't too original or anything like that. I'm thinking it's movie seven in a yeah. franchise that also includes two Ewok movies. Two car, uh, several cartoon series, a crap ton of comics and novels, and the holiday special. Must not I forget don't the think numerous amounts of books that have yeah. been spun off and the video games. I don't think we're expecting. I'm not expecting originality. Yeah, it's like looking, reading, you know, issue 782 of Spider-Man and expecting a 100% original story. Just give me a good Spider-Man story. You mean he's fighting the Green Goblin again? You know, it's it's like the new, it's like it's like a number one after like a series that wasn't a take that wasn't popular. It's like the number one of Punisher uh, when Gar- you read the Punisher Welcome Back Frank series, right? Uh, I read the first. Uh, what one do I have here? Um, That's the one that Garth Ennis did for the Max. Yeah, uh, it wasn't. I don't think it was Max yet. I think it was still just Marvel Knights. Okay, then no, because I have the Punisher in the beginning I'm looking at right now. Let me see who did that one. I mean, it might still have been Garth Ennis. He did it for a while after that. But the Welcome Back Frank is the first one he did. It was a 12-issue miniseries, him and Steve Dillon. Oh, no, this collects Punisher 1 through 6 of the, from the Max line from okay. 2005. And it is Ennis. Okay, but I mean, you know of the series I'm talking about, at least, right? It's the one that came out right after they did yeah. the Punisher uh, Marvel Knight series, where he was like an angel or something. Yeah, I actually thought I was picking that up when I got this, actually, because everyone said I'd probably really like that one. Well, that one's like, really good. I did not like uh, in the beginning, though. Well, that one is really good. I will definitely recommend the Welcome Back Frank 12-issue series. Yeah, that's on my list. My uh, buddy actually got me a... Uh, gift card for a local comic book store so I can use that to oh, get good. some graphic novels. Yeah. But I mean, to me, the Star Wars movie's like that. They did that Punisher series where he was dealing with the angels and all that mystical stuff, and pe- most people are like, eh, really? And then Garth Ennis does this Punisher series. It, was it original? 
No, it's the Punisher killing criminals. But it was kind of bringing the Punisher back to what most people felt like the Punisher should be around, you know, should be doing, and giving you that Punisher feel, like the classic, like, here we are, we're back, we're back with the real Punisher. That's kind of what I'm expecting from Star Wars, you know? Yeah. I don't want... I'm not looking for, oh my god, this is so original, I've never heard, thought they would do anything like this. Just kind of giving me back to the old feeling of, you know, the first three movies. You know, it would be great if the uh, USS Enterprise just showed up on, like, Tatooine. That'd be funny. Yeah. But, like, so I'm not really expecting originality. Oh, yeah, absolutely not. And, I mean, the only complaints I've heard from people on the internet or anything, you know, the bits I've seen, are basically from people who are still pissed about the... uh, Expand the EU being not not counted as canon anymore. Yeah, I was kind of hoping the movies would uh, get into the extended universe yeah, stuff. Would have been nice. I like. I read a bunch of that. I would like it, but to me, yeah. it's like, what's the difference for me between that and Crisis on Infinite Earths, Zero Hour, Flashpoint? You know, uh, Secret Wars, Flashpoint oh, for, um, for Star Wars, the X Men just... movies. Yeah, you know, I mean, Wolverine and Rogue did not join together. In the they comments. didn't? But it's like, eh, it's the movies, whatever. You know, they gotta yeah. tell their own story, that's fine, I don't care. I can still go back and read all the X-Men issues Wolverine joined before Rogue. They don't take it away from me. And are you telling me that Kitty Pride never teleported Wolverine to the past? No. No, well, she did my, not. My mind is blown. Hello, welcome back to Resurrections and Adam Warlock and Thanos Podcast. I'm your host, Al Sedano. It's time to say goodbye to 2018, and what better way to do that than with older material that wasn't deemed worth putting in the episodes before? That's right, it's time for our yearly outtake episode. This time the outtakes are from episodes 39 to 42. So just a bit of context here. Episode 39 featured myself and the buck, talking about the final issue of the Thanos vs. Hulk series. Episodes 40 and 41 were part of the first Best Event Ever podcasting crossover. The story we covered that time was Bloodlines, and Paul French, from the Legion of Substitute Podcasters, came on to help me cover the two-issue Bloodbath miniseries. Sadly, we either didn't have any real outtakes from those episodes, or they have been forever lost. All I could find was one outtake that was less than a minute in length. Which is really too bad, because Paul is a great podcaster, and I would love to have more of him in this episode. Go give his show a listen, and you'll see what I mean. Finally, we have a few outtakes from episode 42, featuring Brian Zeno and myself discussing Captain Marvel 29. Most of the stuff you're going to be hearing in this episode were digressions where we talked about movies and TV shows. So, spoilers for things that came out in 2016, including Star Wars The Force Awakens, Fantastic Four, the CWDC TV shows, 
Daredevil Season 1, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and Agent Carter. Oh, did you, I just saw it today. Apparently, they've released from uh, 20th Century about um, an X-Force movie. All I saw about that, because I haven't had much time to get into that since I got home, is that supposedly there is going to be a spinoff of the X-Force uh, comic. That's all I saw. Yeah, apparently it's supposedly, from what I'll see, it has Cable, Domino, Warpath, Cannonball, and some female character that we couldn't really tell by sort of poster who it was supposed to be, picture who it was supposed to be. It almost sounds like the original cast from the comic. From For the, the most part, yeah. yeah. All we need now is what, Shatterstar? Was, he, he was in the first Shatterstar and Feral and Boom Boom. Feral, wait, who? Oh, uh, Lady Wolf there, right? Yeah, or Cat. She was in the first issue. I thought she was like in one of the later. Uh, no, she yeah she was in the first issue because I think actually she was there like in the last issue or two of New Mutants. Oh okay. They all were there in the last few issues of New Mutants. So. But I mean that'd be kind of cool. If it's done by Fox, it's going to be shit. I mean their X Men haven't been shit. They've been the greatest thing, but they haven't been shit. Yeah. I mean I only saw Days of Future Past once. I remember being a little but. Iffy with liking the future stuff, but the past stuff was, I remember being awesome. See, I kind of like the future stuff over the past stuff because the past stuff is just kind of like everything that's been trotted out in all the comics before. And I'm not looking for originality, I just kind of wish it was done a little bit different, that's all. Quicksilver was fun. Did not like him. Okay, well, I did. Uh, So that's fine. You don't have to. The X Men movies have at least been okay. Been better than the Fantastic Four movie, I think. Overall, yes, and I am so looking forward to seeing the newest one because of how bad I heard it was. FF? Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping maybe we'll get a deal like Spider-Man. Yeah, I, they already, I doubt that's going to They already happen. canceled their plans for a sequel, so. I heard they're going back and forth between that, just I mean, so they can keep the rights. I still don't understand why they don't go, okay, here you go, you can make the FF movie, we'll just take X amount percent off the top. Yeah. And make ourselves a shit ton of money without doing any work or putting any money out. Uh, yeah, that's a great idea. Just give us 10% and you can go to town. Yeah. Because 10% of $200 million is still a shit ton of money. It's like, what do we need? What would we need to make on this movie if we put zero money into it? Yeah. Okay, that's what we want. <laughs> you give us that, we good. Yeah. I really don't understand why they don't go, wow, this is our best way of making a crap load of money without having to put money out. Because, yeah, you make $200 million, but if you spend $150 million making the movie, you only made 50 Yeah. I don't know. Maybe those movie executives are crazy. I know what it's like to lose. Feel so desperately that you're right. Yet to fail, nonetheless. Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. And now it's here. Or should I say, I am. Okay, so just before we do that, let's say we have one, two, three, four, five, six issues. Okay. We got um, Avengers, Captain Marvel, FF, Hulk. Iron Man and Thor. You want to do every other? Or you just want to do like three of them, like three straight up, like three together, straight up. 
No, let's just do three straight up. Any preference? No. All right, I'll give you. Uh, I'll give you the first three. Okay. We'll just start like that. Copy. And when you're ready, I'll do the intro for that, and then you can go. All right, so let's see. I have Avengers, but it doesn't have any uh, plot outline. It goes oh, the only? Three, yeah, three that's, months' time, time runs out. and then That's all they to, gave. That's all they gave? Yeah, oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going by, I'm pulling from the Marvel site, like the <coughs> little copy they have for that, like the blurb, which I, from what I remember was the solicit info. Okay. And for like those last few months of Avengers, the only solicit info they gave was, in three months, time runs out. Because guess what the description is for this issue for Avengers 42? Just in, in the nick of time. In two months, time oh, runs out. Oh, you're kidding me. Oh, yeah. For like the last couple months of Avengers, that's all the solicit was. Okay. <laughs> so, screw it. All right. That's what they have. That's what we use. Works know, for me. And then you got Fantastic Four, which is like... Yeah, it's like eight sentences. What the hell? <laughs> like, here's the whole story. You don't need to read it. Yay. Okay, uh, ready whenever. <clears throat> All right. In the 30th century, there are many dangers, among them hostile aliens, mad sorcerers, and guys in funny purple robes. But the worst of all of these would be continuity reboots. Having a problem telling which boy or girl or lad or lass is which? Which karate kid are you actually reading? Or what is the deal with all those legionnaires in Superman's books right now? We can help you with that. So climb into the time bubble with Paul, Darren, Matt, and Scott every Monday for in-depth analysis of the Legion of Superheroes mythos, including retro reviews, current Legion comic chat, and more fun than you can shake a Martian ice cream cone at. Legion of Substitute Podcasters, forged in the present by stories of the future www.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com So they now um, have a yeah. alien capture. Well, yeah, there's that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah one sec, sorry. Uh, yeah, exactly. yeah I've, I've been hearing it. It sounds like we have a little bit of a delay. Oh, okay. Because after I speak, I actually can kind of hear myself echoing a bit. Hopefully I, that won't show up in the recording, but I'll have to fix that later. I can't hear it on this end, so it might just be through your headphones. Okay, that's good. Um, yeah, so... Um, Reality is often disappointing. That is, it was. Now... Reality can be whatever I want. And uh, going on uh, my stream. And I just got a notice that our call is being recorded with call notes. Okay, that's what my problem was last time. I didn't realize it was, it had something at the top of my, I was record. I did a recording the other day with somebody. And I didn't pay attention to those little notes at the top of my Skype screen asking for authorizing something, but it didn't say call note. It said something else. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I ignored it. And, of course, the two-hour, 45-minute call was not recorded. Gotcha. Thankfully, they had a backup recording going, too, so I ended up using theirs. But I just went, wait a minute, and I said, you know, allow. And all of a sudden now, boom, 
call notes recording. I even have the thing here on my side that says recording. So that was the problem. Okay, so, so... It was me being stupid. Well, between the two of us, we've got five records going right now. So yeah. the way I look at it is one way or the other, we're going to get frickin' covered for this podcast. Good. <laughs> we have... We have what in the business we call coverage. Yes, which is what I wanted last time, which is good because, I mean, I don't want to do a blood, because we're, we're doing, uh, do you know what Bloodlines is? You know, that sounds extremely familiar. That sounds like something that I just heard about for the first time like two weeks ago. Well, they're bringing it back, but it was a DC event in 93. If you remember, Marvel did a whole series of annuals where every annual introduced a new character. Yes, I do remember that that happened. I, to the life of me, I still can't remember any of the characters they introduced. I don't think any of them went far. I think there was a character right. called Annex, who was a Spider-Man spin-off character, who had like a miniseries. That was it. Okay, okay. And in 1993, coincidentally, of course, it's hard to tell who did, whose idea was first, DC did a store annual storyline. Although this one, there was a connection between it, where it had these aliens that looked like Kind of like aliens, you know, from the movie Alien and Aliens. Right, right. H.R. Geiger looking yeah. motherfuckers. Although they were designed initially by Art Adams. Oh, okay. And uh, what they were is like, instead of, you know, going inside you and killing you, they had their little thing, you know, like the little mouth that pops out of the mouth. Mm-hmm. It would mm-hmm. go into your back of your neck and suck out your spinal fluid and kill you. But one out of every hundred or so people would have their metagene activated and would come back to life with powers. That is entire. That is so nineties complicated. <laughs> and of course, the majority of them came back with powers involving. Well, let's see. There was a character Gunfire who could make anything into a gun. Like mm-hmm. you know, he could you know, like yeah, he was like Gambit, except instead of throwing it, he would just shoot out of it. So he was kind of like Forge meets Gambit meets Bullseye. Well, sort of, except he didn't make it into a gun. He actually made it a become. You know, it was a gun. So like he could pick up a rock, and the rock would start shooting. Weird. You know, okay. Blasts. You know, if he picked up a, a train, well, he could pick up a train, but, you know, if he <laughs> used all his power on a train, the train would shoot. And obviously, the bigger the item, the bigger the blast. And nice. majority okay. of the most, most of them had, like, gun powers or happened to be able to turn their hands or not, or arms into knives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only one that actually went anywhere is the character Hitman. Okay. Dark Dennis created. Yeah, yeah. Because he had a 60-issue series. So that kind of went somewhere, at least. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, but so as a uh, me and a couple of the people, podcasters, bloggers, as like a little April Fool's event, did a Bloodlines best event ever crossover. Oh, we all that. covered something. And I had somebody uh, go with me and we covered the uh, Paul French from the Legion of Substitute Podcasters. And we covered the Bloodbath two issue miniseries, which <laughs> did it. So if nothing else says the word 1993, it's the miniseries Bloodbath. Ah. Uh. When you talk about comics, does it sound something like this? Look, you can't put the Superman number 77s with the 200s. They haven't even discovered red kryptonite yet. And you, uh, you can't put the number 98s with the 300s. Lori the Morris hasn't even been introduced. Or maybe it sounds a little more like this. You think Mighty Mouse could beat up Superman? What are you, cracked? Why not? I saw the other day he was carrying five elephants in one hand. Boy, you don't know nothing. Mighty Mouse is a cartoon. Superman is a real guy. No way a cartoon could beat up a real guy. Yeah, maybe you're right. It would be a good fight, though. 
Hello, I am the constantly caffeinated Clinton Robinson, and my comics discussions can go to both extremes, but generally fall somewhere in between. On the Coffee and Comics podcast, I will review comic stories and other comics-related topics that can be enjoyed over a cup of coffee. So pour the coffee, or other beverage of choice, and join me on the Coffee and Comics podcast, available on iTunes and coffeeandcomicspodcast.blogspot.com. Well, I did, I did uh, today in preparation for this, I actually, I'm pleased, I remembered to reread the issue. Yeah, I did that today, too, because I'm like, you know, it's been a while since I read it. I know, exactly, exactly. So, before we start that, I don't want to yes. waste too much time, because I know, I mean, I know your home, your schedule is that, but I don't want to keep you too late. How you been? Yeah, uh, I have been good. Um, uh, I've been, you know, just keeping on, keeping on, so... uh but uh, things have been good. How are you adjusting to life down there in Florida? Good. I mean, things are going well. I mean, we we're in our house. We got. Mm-hmm. I have a job. My job's going well. Kim's job's mm-hmm. going good. She's actually away right now. She's back in Jersey for the week. Yes, yes. So that's why we're doing this now. Yeah. Well, to be <laughs> As fair, I recall. Yeah. Well, it's one of the reasons I was trying to get a couple record. I have a couple things set up this week. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. at this time, she'd be in bed, going to bed now anyway. So. Oh, that's fair. Yes. As- I'm, I'm off tomorrow, so it's not like I wouldn't be off anyway. My lovely wife will be going to bed momentarily as well. So, <laughs> so it's just me and the puppy. Uh, yes, and that's how I knew I had the right account when I looked on Skype because it was a picture of the puppy. Yes, and I knew I had. So, am I okay volume wise? Just real quick. You sound good to me. Okay, good, good. How about me? How do I sound? You sound you sound fine. I just want to make sure I'm coming in with enough. You know, it's like my. My the mic I'm using, I plug an external mic. I'm actually using my uh, MP3 mic, you know, the little one that I use the podcast with. Yeah, I've actually plugged that into my computer, and I'm using it as a microphone for this Skype call. And I have it set to the medium gain setting. Um, but I worry sometimes. I think that that picks me up a little too faintly. The problem is that when I put it to the high gain setting, then we get like I get distorted and overmodulated. So. I'm going with this setting, and I just wanted to make sure I was uh, uh, sounding clear and and full voiced. No, nope, you sound pretty good to me. <laughs> okay, so. okay. Um, so uh, no, but uh, I've 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 been good. Just uh, you know, uh, uh, continuing to uh, read a ridiculous amount of. Uh, I've been, I'm thinking I'm reading more comics now than I ever have. Um, <laughs> So, uh, so there's that. Cause now, now that I can basically get my hands on, you know, just about anything, it's, 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 I'm spoiled for choice. I have just this, I've just got been, uh, binging on an image palooza binge, mm. um, where uh, I have discovered all within the span of about one month, I discovered, uh, sex criminals and rat queens and velvet and, um, they're all, those are all really, really good. I've heard good things about all of them, and in fact, I still have to get around to it. I have the trade, first trade of Sex Criminals, which I need oh, to Oh, so good. Like, I was shocked at how much I enjoyed it. Like, it's weird, because on the one hand, I there's no reason I shouldn't enjoy it, given that it's Fraction and Zdarsky. On the flip side, like, I just, I read the premise, and I think I saw a preview page or two, and it never compelled me to want to read it in any way, shape or like, like I let it sit like in, there in the world for like, what has it been now? Like two years, I guess. Something like that. 
Yeah, before I actually, and then like this month, I just, I went on, on just an image palooza and, and, you know, now the, on the flip side, the slightly disappointing thing for me has been, uh, Rick Remender's series. Um, I got my hands on both Low and Black Science. They're both by him. Yep. And they both look good and premise wise, I should be all over that shit. And yet I've tried volume one of both and neither one has really like made me, has really thrilled me yet. So, um, oh, and today I read the killing joke for the first time in God, 20 years. Oh, okay. So not the first time. No, 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 no. I read it. I read it many, many years ago, but this is, it's been at least 20 years since the last time I read it. And, uh, it's, it holds up. It's still really damn good and i'm so looking forward to the animated adaptation yeah i'm looking forward to that that should be interesting although it's so funny because after i saw the i i presume you saw the little um i don't know what it was like a trailer or a teaser with the voice actors and everything going yeah so i'm i watched that and after that it inspired me so i've been uh Go, I've gone back and I've spent the last few days watching a bunch of uh, Batman the Animated Series, the old original one. Mm-hmm. And I'm finding myself actually disappointed that Ray Wise doesn't do the voice of Commissioner Gordon in that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> actually, it's funny. For the last few days since it's just been me going to bed at night, I'm putting on Netflix. And I've been watching uh, Justice League. Ah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I would start at the beginning with the initial, you know, one where it was just the seven of them. Right, right. I, I'm gonna get to that eventually. It's actually funny. Over the weekend, we went to see uh, uh, Jay Jason. Uh, we went to uh, we went to visit him. Uh, finally, saw the, both the Force Awakens and Iron Man three, neither of which I had seen before. Oh wow! Um, I know, right? Did you and enjoy either? I loved both of them. Good, good. That's always um, good when you go to a movie and you see a movie and you're like, I actually liked it. Yeah, it was no, a waste Iron, of my time. Iron Man three kicked. Ass! I am so, like, regretting that I took so long to get around to it. It was but, fun. Uh, it needs correction. You don't know that! I'm the only one who knows that. At least I'm the only one with the will to act on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. speaking of which, real quick, before we yes. get to this, because it is time Time is marching on, and we do want to get to the podcast proper here before yes. it's too late. But just real quick, of course, I'm obligated to ask, as my fellow superhero nerd, did you see World's Finest, uh, the Supergirl Flash crossover? No, not oh, yet. Oh, my. Okay, With so I moving and everything, I got so... and. I ha- I got so backed up on things. Okay. I I I am wa- I was watching Supergirl. I like uh-huh. Supergirl. Yes. I like Flash. Yes. But as of right now, I am several. I am around like the first five to six episodes of the season only on okay. both of them. Plus Arrow, because okay. um, I got behind on things. And since no, yeah. So right now the only things I'm watching because I'm actually caught up enough that I can watch them still on like Hulu <laughs> and on like mm-hmm. the on demand is uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, Daredevil. That's the one I'm. I, I, that's the one I'm behind on. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm on episode six, but I have it all to watch still. So. Daredevil, Legends of Tomorrow, Daredevil, and Agent Carter, and then Shield. Because since I was caught up enough of Shield before it ended, that I was, I'm taping it now because now we have a DVR. Ah, uh, cool. So I've been cool. taping the newer ones of those since I moved down here. I just have to kind of either find online or if I want to, it's only a dollar or so each. I go into Voodoo and I'm gonna buy like the ones I'm missing for Arrow and Supergirl and Flash and catch up with the ones I've recorded. 
So I will get some eventually. Uh, I, no, I got you. I'm caught up on, I'm mostly, I think I'm a week behind now because I haven't watched any TV this week because we were finishing Daredevil. Um, which I finally, so I'm done with Daredevil. I got to, I think it's episode 10. It's the one that ends with, uh, all the ninjas climbing up the wall of the hospital. That's, that's where I ended last weekend. And I'm like, oh my god, like, that's, it's not a scene I remember being exactly, but that's practically like a Frank Miller 1980 Daredevil cover come to life. Yeah, no. Daredevil on the top of a building with all these hand ninjas climbing up the side. Yep, no, hell of a place to leave it, right? I'm like, oh god, that's so awesome. But, um, yeah, so, but I'm mostly caught up on Supergirl, Flash, and Arrow. But we have only watched the first two episodes of Legends of Tomorrow. I'm up to episode six. And the next episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I have to watch is the mid-season finale. Okay, yeah, so which is the last one of S.H.I.E.L.D. I've watched, because I'm waiting to finish Carter before I go back to S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, I have, like, two episodes left of that. But we've seen all of Carter and all of Daredevil. So... We, um, and so that, hence my now, uh, hence my now, uh, ripping tons and tons of, uh, cartoons to watch on my, uh, on, on my, uh, Kindle. And I love how all that stuff ties in. Roxxon is in, Roxxon in Daredevil, Roxxon in Agent Carter. Like, I've, I said before, they'd all tie in, not huge ways. And if you notice, you could watch any one of the three sets. You Mm -hmm. could watch them all, you could just watch the movies and be fine. You could watch the ABC TV shows and be signed, or you could watch just the Netflix shows. They all connect more overtly that way, but there's enough subtle connections that if you watch all three sets, you could see how they all do tie in. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, mm-hmm. you could just watch Carter and Shield, and they obviously tie in, you know, more than the other stuff. But like, you know, same thing with Daredevil and Jessica Jones. But then no, you watch it's... all of them, and you're like, oh wow, I mean, yeah, no, that's it's... a good way to do it. It's going to be like, I no, I think I think they're kicking ass. And of course, that was one conversation we had over the over the weekend, because by most accounts, um, Batman v Superman is 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 failing um, well, on many find, levels. I will find that out for myself tomorrow. Oh, you're going to go see it tomorrow. I'm going well, to matinee tomorrow, tomorrow morning, 1130. I've decided I'm not paying money to see that, but we did just buy tickets to uh, see uh, Civil War. So Civil I've got War. those tickets in hand. Well, that, and I, I have to say, Suicide Squad looks fun. Suicide Squad looks like a lot of fun, but that was the conversation we had over the week when we were at Jay's. We're like, we're, to, we're talking about everything we've heard about that, that BBS. Um, you know, both, both in terms of it's, 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 it's like the problems it has just as a film and also the, the fact that it lost, I think, 70 week, 70% of its, uh, box office going into week two. That had to be word of mouth. But anyway, the point I'm uh, making here is you just, as you just talked about, you know, you look at the multiple levels, you know, all the different levels that uh, Marvel's operating on, and they're managing to pretty much have a extraordinarily, stunningly high batting average on all of these levels, and it making them work with each other and all be like really, really entertaining and fun. And we're just like, so it's clearly not impossible. How is it so difficult for Warner Brothers to do this then? <laughs> well, here's a problem for them just to go real quick, is mm-hmm. that Marvel went first. So mm-hmm. now they have two options. Mm-hmm. They do the root, they go like Marvel did, have everything tie in together. Right. And therefore, no matter what their reason for doing it, whether you know, this doesn't matter whether they go, oh, well, that's what Marvel's doing, or they completely just look at everything and go, this is the best way to do it. They do that, and therefore they are, quote-unquote, 
copying Marvel. Right. Or they go the route they're doing, and they're now, quote-unquote, trying not to be Marvel. Mm-hmm. There's not really many ways to go with that. So, unfortunately, no matter what they do, they're kind of damned if they do, damned if they don't. They're either copying Marvel or they're tr- intentionally going the op- or, or just intentionally trying not to copy Marvel and therefore doing the exact opposite of Marvel. So, no matter what, they're kind of like effed. It's kind of like some of the people who – I'm not saying you have to like it or not, but a lot of – like there's the people who are not happy with uh, Force Awakens – who are whining? Who are saying? Well, I would say whining, but are complaining. It's not original. It's a remake of the first one. Blah blah blah. It is. And it yet, is. That doesn't yet, mean it's not but, good. Yeah, but here's the thing: they did an original one. And they did. They've done an original Star Wars movie. It involved politics. It involved characters that were not the familiar archetypes, and you know, and different themes. And we called it the Phantom Menace and Revenge of the Sith and Attack of the Clones. And most of us did not. Most Star Wars fans did not like it and said we want something that's like the original. Well, the, so when Di- be- so when Disney spent eighty thousand gazillion dollars to buy Lucas, they did what most people claim DC Comics is not doing. Listen to the fans. The fans want this type of movie. Well, let's not be a moron. We spent five billion dollars on this company. Let's give them a movie like what they want because they've said that's what they wanted. Yes and no. I mean, to be fair, I think our. I mean, just speaking for myself and also for, you know, the few people I've spoken to on the topic, I didn't dislike the, the, the prequels, the three Star Wars prequels. Oh, I'm not saying because they were person did, but for the right. most part, you can't say the vast majority of people were happy with them. No, 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 no. I'm saying I didn't like them. Oh, but didn't like them. I didn't not like them because they were different. I didn't not, I didn't like them because they were bad. Well, there is that, but let's be, but. They were bad movies. But that's what most people did. But you see, if you look up a lot, I mean, a lot of people did say, why can't you do something that's closer to what the original ones? These don't feel like Star Wars. I mean, that's a very, you know, and very very common complaint about it. This doesn't feel like Star Wars. Well, if I, if I, if I can just throw, I think that for me, the problem, now having seen The Force Awakens, I think it throws into sharp relief what I suspect the problem is with the prequels. And I think it's the same problem that, Warner Brothers is having with its, with what IO9 uh, snarkily is starting to refer to as the Zack Snyder murder verse. <laughs> uh, the, um, the, which is both of the, both of them are beloved geeky franchises and whoever is in charge, be it Lucas or whoever the cocaine snorting suit at Warner Brothers is that's in charge of the DC movies or whatever. Um, they have forgotten one fundamental thing. They're supposed to, on some level, they're supposed to be fun. They're supposed to be entertaining. None of the prequels were fun. And from what I hear, BVS is a whole lot of not fun. Not, you know, you can go see it tomorrow and you can then text me and say, no, it was tons of fun. You're completely wrong. I'm just going off what I've heard. Well, yeah, right? so. hey, that's going to be my opinion. Anyway, you can still watch right. it and still completely go, no, this is not fun at all. Although <laughs> I will say, BBS, from all accounts, pretty much everyone I heard liked or didn't like, uh-huh. Wonder Woman is awesome. Right, right. Absolutely. That, that, I, that, I, that I have heard. That so, I have heard. But anyway. about that. Captain Marvel. Yeah. This show can now be found on Stitcher. In case you don't know what Stitcher is, Stitcher is Radio On Demand, a free app that lets you listen to all your favorite shows, plus discovered from 20,000 others. Available on iOS, Android, Nook, and iPad. Don't have Stitcher? Download it free today at stitcher.com or in the App Store. 
It's time to cover our feedback. In this episode, we're going to be covering the feedback from episode 86, The Strange Death of Adam Warlock, in which we covered Warlock number 11. On Facebook, the post about that episode was liked and shared by Neil Vig, Justin Lesniak, Baruch Nahan, John M. Wilson, Gene Hendricks, Bill Baer, Michael Lane, Darren and Ruth Sutherland, Pat Sampson, Comic Reviews by Walt, Mark Radulich, Jason Venable, Erica White, Glade Packer, Jesse Starcher, and Walt Keeland. On Twitter, it was liked and shared by Into the Weird, J. Jones Goldstein, Long Box of Darkness, Richard G., Andrew Hunt, Jeffrey Brown, Ed Arujo, Galileo Jr., Chris, Dr. Festus, Common Sense, Iowa's Joe, Alamore Communista, Captain Blood of Kirby, Tim Price, Comics in the Golden Age, Ed Moore Jr., G.A. Sanchez, Secret Wars and Beyond Podcast, Jason Snake Venable, and John Reads Comics, and podcasts about them. I also want to continue thanking a couple more people who are following our page on Tumblr. So thank you to Call Me Mabia, Dark Angel Page, Don't Forget to Wipe, I Am Many Things, and that's actually spelled 1-M-Many-Thing-5, and Alejo Caniza187. As I've been doing for the last couple episodes, I am trying to catch up on the feedback we've received as far as emails or comments on the Podbean site. And today, we have an email. Hold on, let me bring it up. From David Spafforth. And he sent this on August 30th. The email is titled, Warlock and Thanos in the UK. Dear Al, John, and Brian, I'm really enjoying the podcast, although I'm way behind. Just listening to episode 21 at the moment or rather, episode one of Warlock and Thanos podcast. I started reading Marvel Comics in the mid-70s, but missed out on a lot of Warlock, for reasons that will become apparent later. But I was a big Captain Marvel fan and was a big fan of the Thanos War. I grew up reading the UK reprints of Marvel, and a big part of my childhood was my weekly visit to the newsagent to pick up comics like Spider-Man Comics Weekly, Mighty World of Marvel, and of course, Captain Britain. But Warlock and Thanos were fairly elusive characters, as seen from a Marvel UK perspective. I heard your episode where you were trying to pinpoint which Warlock stories were reprinted in Star Wars Weekly, so I thought I'd do a bit of research and came up with the following narrative as seen from a British fan. We begin our story with the High Evolutionary and his encounter with the Hulk during the New Men Rebellion. This took place in the Mighty World of Marvel issue 40 on July 7th, 1973. Hulk and Herbie's friends this issue were the Fantastic Four battling the Super Scroll. Actually, at first I thought he was talking about Herbie as in the robot Herbie, but I realized that the new that the High Evolutionary's real name is Herbert Wyndham. I think that's how to pronounce his last name, but his first name is Herbert. So that's the Herbie. <laughs> nice touch there. Then we go back in time to the High Evolutionary's first story, where he meets Thor, who has to bat- then battle the Super Beast. This took place in issues 72 to 75 of Spider-Man Comics Weekly, starting out at June 29, 1974. Thor and Soupy's pals in these issues were Iron Man, who meets the sultry femme fatale the Black Widow for the first time, and Spidey, who has his first trial to become an Avenger. And that would be the Thor issues, I think it was like 134, 135, so I believe we covered that in issue, episode 7. Warlock's own series began on the 3rd of May, 1975, in the Planet of the Apes Weekly, issue 28, with his emergence from his cocoon, while the High Evolutionary creates Counter-Earth. Adam's friends in these issues were a bunch of monkeys being opposed by a strangely familiar chap called Ape Slayer. 
then came an adaption of Beneath the Planet of the Apes and The Golden Voyage of Sinbad. The series took a break for Adam The series took a break for Adam's rest in a cocoon after the Battle of Apollo Triax and the death of Eddie Roberts in issue 39 on July 12, 1975. One week later, we go back in time to find Adam emerging from the cocoon for the first time in the Fantastic Four story in Mar- Mighty World of Marvel 146, dated July 19, 1975. So that would be Fantastic Four 67, I guess. Adam's friends over here were the Hulk, who had just met his great love Jarella for the first time, and the new Daredevil, making his first appearance following the death, quote-unquote, of Mike Murdock. In the meantime, back in Planet of the Apes, Captain Marvel lands on Earth to begin his spying mission for the Kree in issue 42, August 2nd, 1975. Adam revived in Planet of the Apes 47, September 13th, 1975, to meet Counter-Earth's goodie Doctor Doom and finish his run with the death of Von Doom in issue 52. Marvel finished his run in the same issue after his battle with the Submariner, but he returned the very next week in a new comic. At the very same time, however, over in issues 139 and 140 of Spider-Man Comics Weekly, dated 11th and 18th of October, Him was battling Thor for the right to a night on the town with Sif. Him's friends here were Iron Man, currently finishing up a battle of AIM, and Spidey was coping with four extra arms, as well as Morbius and the Lizard. One week later, Marvel continues his double agent work on Earth in the Titans number 1, dated October 25th, 1975. The Starlin run began in issue 25, dated the 10th of April, 1976, and finished in issue 30 in May with the battle against the Super Skull on Titan. Marvel's friends in this series were the Inhumans in their Thomas Adam run, The Submariner's Quest by Lee and Colin, Nick Fury, who begins his fight against Hydra by Lee and Kirby, Captain America in his early Lee and Kirby days, and the original X-Men by Roy Thomas and Werner Roth. While Marv was just beating Rick Jones for the first time in the Titans, Thanos made his UK debut in The Superheroes, issue 47, on January 24, 1976, where he orchestrated the two-part battle of the Blood Brothers against the Thing and Iron Man. Thanos' cosmic cube powers must have included some strange time-warping ability in the first part. Either that or the pages were printed out of order. Thanos' friends in this issue were Bloodstone, in a retelling of his origin, and Giant Man and the Wasp, who were tricked by Egghead into fighting Spider-Man. Marv's battle against Thanos was on hold for half a year, until the 12th of January 1977, when the story was picked up in the Mighty World of Marvel issue 224, with the defeat of Thanos coming in issue 239. Marvel's friends during the Starlin run here were The Hulk, by Len Wein and Sal Buscema, starting with his team-up with the Abomination, Luke Cage, Hero for Hire, facing up to the deadly threat of Black Mariah, Daredevil by Conway and Colin, plus a bunch of more apes from their planet. Marvel would continue with Mighty World of Marvel until his rematch with Nitro in issue 297 in June 1978. On August 30th, 1978, Moondragon reveals her origin in a Starlin interlude of the Daredevil strip in Mighty World of Marvel number 309, which shows Thanos as a little boy. Mooney and Little Thanos' pals in this issue are the Hulk, fighting Doc Samson and the leader, Iron Man fighting the minions of Mr. Klein, and the Fantastic Four rampaging through the Marvel offices having just returned from saving Counter-Earth from Galactus, with the brood about to show up in a couple of issues. The Starlin Warlock series began in Star Wars Weekly number 45, dated December 13, 1978, and ran right to the end of the Starlin run, finishing in issue 76 in August 1979. Adam's friends in these issues were the Guardians of the Galaxy in the 31st century, 
beginning with their first Gene Colon tryout and continuing with their ongoing Gerber Milgram series. While those blokes in a galaxy far, far away were being chronicled by Goodwin and Infantino. Not sure of the exact issue of this one, but it was approximately issue 365, dated the 5th of March, 1980, that Thanos' first battle of Drax and Iron Man was presented. Alongside Thanos, Drax, and Tony, the issue would have an aging Fantastic Four teaming up of Galactus against the Sphinx. Thor battling Mangog and Asgard, yet again. Daredevil fighting the Jester, yet again. And Spidey mourning for the death of Aunt May, yet... No, wait, this was technically the first time she... died. Then we go into reruns. On the 5th of November, 1980, Future Tense number 1 debuted. Adam's Counter-Earth Adventures began a repeat showing, but was curtailed in issue 19 in March 1981, after the Battle of Apollo and the death of Eddie Roberts. I don't think the final issue of the Counter-Earth run was ever reprinted in the UK. Adam's friends in this run were the crew of the USS Enterprise by Mike W. Barr and Dave Cockrum, the Micronauts returning to Earth in a run by Mantlo and Shakin, and Rom continuing his early attempts to free West Virginia from dire wraiths. Thanos' stellar genocide plan began in the Avengers story in Marvel Superheroes Monthly, issue 373, in May 1981. Adam's friends in this issue were the Champions and the original X-Men in their, in their Storanko days. Part 2 of this story with the deaths of Adam and Thanos appeared in the same month in the Thing Team-Up story in Rampage Monthly, issue 35. Adam and Thanos' mourners in this issue were the new X-Men, spotlighting the origin of Professor X by Claremont and Byrne. Confused yet? Anyway, I hope to catch up to your current podcast within the next few months and will likely be in touch much more often. Cheers, David. David Spafforth, London, UK. Wow. David, that is a lot of information. <laughs> more than I'd hoped to get. Thank you. Okay. So that stuff came out in a really weird order. So what I did is I went through your email and I took out each thing you talked about and tried to put them in order that they originally were published here in America. So that way, if anyone is interested in collecting these UK issues, whether they're not living in the UK or you do live in the UK and you want to get those original issues. Well, technically they're not original, but they would have been original to you. So we would start with... The Thor vs. the Super Beast, which would be, I think, Thor 134 and 135, in Spider-Man Comics Weekly number 72 to 75, and that came started in June 1974. Then you would have the first appearance of Adam Warlock coming out of his cocoon, in, originally in Fantastic Four 67, and in the UK it was printed in Mighty World of Marvel number 146 in July 1975. Then you have the stories of Adam Warlock as him fighting Thor, which would be originally in Thor 165 and 166. And those were printed in the UK in Spider-Man Comics Weekly, number 139 and 140, in October of 1975. Then we have the series of Warlock, the original one, which would have been the two issues from Marvel Premiere and Warlocks 1 through 4. Uh, you can either get them from Planet of the Apes Weekly, number 28, to 39, which is originally published in May to July of 75. Or in Future Tense 1 to 19, originally published from November 1980 to March 1981. Then we have the issue we talked about the Hulk and the New Men Rebellion, which I'm assuming was from Incredible Hulk 158. And that would have been Mighty World of Marvel number 40, July 1973. 
Next, we have the first Thanos story from Iron Man 55, presented in Mighty World of Marvel number 365 from March of 1980. Then you talk about the Warlock and the Good Doctor Doom story, so that would be Warlock 5 through 7, reprinted in Planet of the Apes Weekly number 47 to 52, starting in September of 1975. And then beginning of the Starling Captain Marvel run. In your letter, you said it ended with the Battle of the Super Scroll, so that would be Captain Marvel 25 to 27, printed in the Titans number 25 to 30, April and May 1976. Then we have the story from Marvel Feature 12, which is Iron Man the Thing versus the Blood Brothers, the Superheroes number 47, January 1976. The remainder of the Starling Captain Marvel run, which is issues 28 to 33, and you have found that in Mighty World of Marvel 224 starting in January of 1977 and going on till issue 239. The Daredevil story with the origin of Moondragon would have taken place in the middle of that Captain Marvel run, and that's printed in Mighty World of Marvel 309, so a while later, in August of 1978. You say the whole Starlin Warlock run, so that means Strange Tales 178 all the way up to Warlock 15. That would be in Star Wars Weekly number 45 to 76 going from December 78 to August of 79. And then we end with the two-part story in Avengers Annual, which was printed in Marvel Superheroes Monthly 373 in May of 81. And that same month, they also came out with part two of that story, which was originally in Marvel Team Marvel 2 1 Annual. And that was in Rampage Monthly number 35. David, that was a truly awesome email, and I really appreciate the work and research you put into that. What I'm going to do for my part is what everything I just said just now, putting it in the actual order came out originally, I'm going to put that in the show notes if anyone else is interested, because I don't know about anyone else, but I'm kind of now intrigued in the idea of getting some of these Marvel UK store, uh, Marvel UK reprints of the Warlock and Thanos stories. So thanks a lot, David. And I'm sure my wife is going to be thrilled with even more comics coming into the house. Yay! <laughs> Oh, if anyone else wants to contribute like this, don't be afraid. Go to our Facebook page, like and comment there. Just go on Facebook and search for Adam Warlock or Thanos will pop up. Go to our Tumblr page, resurrectionsadamwarlock.tumblr.com. Twitter, at AdamThanosPod. Talk to us on there. I love talking about comics. And of course, send an email, resurrectionspodcast at yahoo.com. I'm Ruth. And I'm Darren of the Rad Adventures Network. We're a married couple who enjoy great stories of all kinds, including adventures, mysteries, science fiction, and fantasy. Please join us for a variety of podcasts focused on a range of pop culture topics. Trekker Talk is about 23rd century bounty hunter Mercy St. Clair from the comic Trekker by writer and artist Ron Randall. It's a blend of classic sci-fi adventures and noir mysteries set in a retro future. Xenozoic Xenophiles is about the comic Xenozoic Tales by writer and artist Mark Schultz. It's a post-apocalyptic adventure series filled with Cadillacs and dinosaurs. Warlord Worlds covers the many comics of writer and artist Mike Grell, including The Warlord, John Sable, Green Arrow, and The Legion of Superheroes. Sensational Sluice, where we talk about favorite mystery novels, movies, and TV shows. Fantastic Fantasies, where we share our favorite fantasy films and books. 
and amazing adventures where we discuss action-packed adventure stories. Listen on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or visit RadAdventuresNetwork.com to find all of our shows and links to our social media pages. That's Rad, R-A-D, which is short for Ruth and Darren. That's all for this year. We'll be back in 2019 with Brian Zeno as we, finally, start on the original graphic novel, Thanos, The Infinity Relativity. I hope you all had a good Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, Yule, or whatever else might happen in December, and wish you all a very happy new year. Bye. Resurrections, an Adam Warlock and Thanos podcast, is a fan-made production and no copyright infringement is intended or happening or even understood. The opening music for this podcast is Intro Pompeii by Lino Rise, and the closing music is Dark and Dramatic by DJ Puzzle. Both are licensed by the Creative Commons license. You can find Lino Rise at free-intro-music.com and DJ Puzzle at peacelovproductions.com. Links to both can be found on the Tumblr page. Yeah, my respect, Stark. I'm done, half of humanity will still be alive. I hope they remember you.